There's a bunch of crazy stories written by the Brothers Grimm. And now you're gonna learn all about them, listening to the Brothers Grimm. Students and scholars, friends and relations, welcome to the Brothers Dim podcast, where we discuss the ludicrous fairy tales written down by a couple of wild sister-loving Germans. <laughs> Not the blunted dumbed down and safe stories that that you may know no it's the original sharp and dangerous stories the real fairy tales the way they were meant to be told over drinks by a drunken idiot named phil <laughs> speaking of my name is phil and my name is mike today we are going to be discussing story number 24 mother holly i think i'm saying that right I spent probably more time trying to figure out how to pronounce it than I did actually analyzing the story. <laughs> there was there was a mother Hilda. There was a mother, a couple of different things. I'm, yeah, there's a lot because she's kind of a big character in a weird way. Yeah, in that, and we'll get into it later. But old mother Holly's star has faded a bit. Two hundred years ago, big big star. Not so much anymore, maybe. But uh, more like I said, more on that later. Mike, how are you now? I'm pretty all right. How about yourself? I'm decent. As you know, I live on the the border of uh, Sleepy Hollow, New York. That so I do. We take, yeah, we take our Halloweens pretty seriously. And <laughs> this was my kid's uh, very first Halloween. So we went down to the parade and he liked that because it was a warm day. And then actual Halloween was fairly irrelevant to him as he's <laughs> not yet a year old. So yeah. we stayed in and like nine kids actually walked up the uh, the hill I think I said over text to you. I think it would might be cheaper to just give away full size candy bars at this point. Could be than even buying a, an eleven dollar bag of fun size fifty fun size candy bars or whatever. Yeah, but now it. you have forty one fun size candy bars. No, I don't. I, I had fifteen Snickers bars that I ate, and they were fun. And now I have so many Skittles and Starbursts. Skittles are not nearly as good as I remember from being <laughs> from I, childhood. I gorge on Skittles once or twice a year, maybe. Really? I, I always think that I don't like them, and then I eat a couple, and I'm like, all right, there goes the whole bag. Oh, I, I now I remember why I love these. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. I, I just I, I couldn't get into it. And the the Starburst, same thing. It's that's just I, I like chocolate, but um, yeah, I'm I'm more of a chocolate person myself. All good, Mike. Yes circling back if you would be so very gracious would you take us through the plot of Grimm's story number 24 mother holly it would be my delight so there's a widow with two daughters uh one is described as pretty and industrious the other is described as ugly and idle which was the so, first laugh for me yes this sounds familiar <laughs> uh this this uh this this woman only loved the ugly one though because she was her actual daughter. Uh, well, the other one was a stepdaughter, and we oh. all know what happens to stepdaughters. Yeah. So yeah, they they made the stepdaughter do all the housework and literally quote be Cinderella of the house, which I want to get into later. Sure. And so yeah, so her her days uh, aside from housework were uh, sitting by a well at the side of the road, uh, spinning until her fingers bled every day, <laughs> because if there's nothing to do. It's spinning. You can spin flax. Yeah. You can always spin flax. Right. So yeah, so she's doing this. One day she gets blood on the on the shuttle, which is part of the, the spinning apparatus. And uh, she dips the, the shuttle in the well to clean it off, but accidentally drops it and it sinks to the bottom. And oh she is 
She's upset. Yeah. Uh, cries, runs back to the stepmother. Uh, stepmother has no pity whatsoever, sends her back and says she has to get it out again. So she goes back and she's she's distraught, isn't sure what to do. So in her upset state, she just jumps in the well. And like, then it's described as losing her senses. Like so much baby Jessica. <laughs> for, yeah. for, for anyone that's over 40. Then, <laughs> anyway, that was, that was okay. not an appropriate reaction. No, I, yeah, yeah. That, was, that was a good call. <laughs> it's out. been enough time. Um, I it apologize. I, she loses her senses. She loses her senses, quote unquote, and, uh, and wakes in this peaceful and beautiful meadow. She walks along for a bit and comes to a baker's oven full of bread, mm. uh, which they are calling for her to take them out or else they'll burn. The bread, um, yeah, the bread. The okay. loaves of bread yeah. are calling for her to take them out, or else they're they'll burn. So she she does. They're all happy. Um, she comes across a, an apple tree covered with ripe apples. They all call to her, say, "Shake us down, shake us down." She gladly agrees. Shakes the tree until all the apples are down. Piles them up in a tidy tidy heap. Goes on her way. Uh, she comes to a little house where there's an old woman with large, scary teeth. She's about to run away, but the woman calls out to her. She introduces herself as Mother Holla. And offers for her to come live with her. She can do all the housework in exchange. She can she can live there. And she says, "Well, you know, yeah. that's that's not so bad. <laughs> that's not a bad deal. She's already yeah. doing the housework. Yeah, uh, up, she she up, wants her up to... above, <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> in the non inside the well world, <laughs> not in the upside down. In the, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, so uh, she does want her to take extra care with making her her bed. She wants it to uh, be made very well. She's very particular about that. So the the girl agrees, and time passes quite pleasantly. She lives there for quite a while. She gets meat every day. No one yells at her. It's 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 a pretty sweet deal. One day she realizes she's kind of she's kind of sad, and she figures out that it's actually homesickness. Despite how crappy home was, she's kind of homesick. Shares this with with Mother Holla who happily lets her go. She says, you know, I, I'm actually, I'm glad that you're a little homesick. I will gladly send you on your way. You've done such a great job here for serving her so well. She has her paws in the doorway on her way out. And as she does, she is showered with a golden rain until she herself is golden. <laughs> she also gets her shuttle back, which she had, yeah, you know, sure. <laughs> ostensibly originally gone down there for. Like 10 years ago. Yep. And then uh, upon the door closing, she finds herself back outside her, uh, her old house. Uh, the, the rooster in the yard crows a little song to herald her arrival. Lo and behold, because largely she is now uh, golden, the stepmother and stepsister are overjoyed to see her. So much so that the stepmother is, she's plotting, and she wants to send her own daughter out to do the same and you know uncover this, this luck and this riches. So she, uh, she sends the ugly daughter out, and the ugly daughter uh, takes some shortcuts, goes out to the, the spinning wheel by the road, by the well, but is impatient. So she just pricks her finger on a thorn, uh, smears it on the shuttle, and then just kind of throws that in the well <laughs> and then just jumps in after it. Well, uh, to be fair, though, uh, it, it works. Yeah, that's true. She does. The, she the, does yeah, end up. She, in yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she ends up in the same meadow, comes across the uh, the bread oven with the loaves of bread calling out, you know, take us out, take us out. We're almost done. And she, she doesn't bother. She, she can't be bothered with that. She doesn't want to get dirty. She refuses the apple tree saying that one of them's going to certainly fall on her head and won't that be a mean trick. Goes straight to Mother Holla's house and asks for work. She works diligently the first day. Uh, and then that's about it. She starts to get lazy. After three days, she won't even get out of bed. She also did not make the bed right at all. Mother Holla kicks her out, pauses at the doorway, and instead of gold raining down on her, she actually gets a kettle of pitch dumped all over her. And uh, Mother Holla says, that is the reward for your service. She ends up going home. The rooster sings another uh, another little tune. 
a little more sarcastic this time. Never got the pitch off. The end. <laughs> Real quick, because there's, there's a lot going on for for a short story. It's only yeah. it's about it's a two pager. That bit towards the end is this just a wicked racist story, or am I am I reading that the wrong way? Because the crow or whatever, not the crow, the uh, rooster says the the poem says cockadoodle do your pitchy girls come back to you and the pitch is stuck to her to her forever and she couldn't get it off so she was black it crossed my mind yeah I don't, I don't know like i don't know if i go looking for racist overtones and things where it's not there or sexist or i you know i don't try and go looking for racist overtones and things you know just wherever wherever i can find <laughs> anything but like hey hey like Did you call me yeah <laughs> but if, if someone if someone's like well, one girl's golden and she's good, and the other one's black and she's bad. I I can I can read into that, that. Right, but that is that is a very old not not to say that it's not racist, but that is a very old. You know, the the good guys wear white and the bad guys wear black. I mean, that goes back forever. I, not, not forever, forever. But I yeah, maybe. And there's I guess there was tar and feathering was a pretty common yeah. torture technique back then. Yeah, I, I, was, I mean, for for hundreds of years at that point, actually. Right. It was hundreds, it was right? strange but, because I was when I saw pitch, I was like, oh, she's going to get boiled alive. But but no, it was just covered with, I guess, uh, yeah, temperature I mean, pitch or slightly warm pitch. I will tar and feathering. You you won't die of being tarred and feathered. It, you won't die yeah, right, right then. Right. You probably will die. I mean, everyone. Will well, I mean, the, the point I mean. of tarring and feathering was just to, you know, it was, it was the equivalent of a, a scarlet letter. You know, it's it's uh, everybody knows that you did something terrible. That's a you really take that off. No, man, that's underneath the pitch when it was on you would cause open wounds and uh and burn like second, third degree burns on you. Hmm. And then you know, and you I, I might get be it deriving. Off, so you were cutting off like your own skin as you're trying to get the pitch off. There was I could be was, deriving a lot of this from cartoons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it was an actual genuinely really good torture technique and you All right, fair. there's a good chance you were going to die at the end of it. But um I digress. I mean it's pretty easy to die from almost anything. Yeah, I uh, I did I did then. wonder if this was some kind of racist connotation. Probably not, but it's an interesting question. I did also wonder if this was a torture or, you know, some kind of painful. It didn't seem to be painful. And nothing's painful to these people technically in these that stories. That is true. The we just read, oh, it was Cinderella, where like the birds oh, yeah. pe- peck out the stepsister's eyes at the end, and they're that the, no one no one says boo. Yeah, they're and just, they stuck around at the wedding. They stuck around. They're just like, oh, that's weird. I can't see out of my right eye. And the other <laughs> sister's like, I can't see out of my left eye. They don't even do that. They're just like, oh, I guess we should switch sides. And then, <laughs> then the birds peck out the other eye. They're both blind at the end. They're like, well, that was weird. Anyway, yeah. I guess we're blind now. <laughs> People get eaten by wolves. It's fine. <laughs> Yeah, well, we we also determined that wolves don't chew their food. If they did, yeah, yeah, many of these stories like, would have been different. I just, yeah, no one feels, no one seems to feel a lot of pain. Yeah, exactly. In in these in these worlds, but that's 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 fine. So another another similar question I had. So okay. being being coated in gold, is that a reward? You have to pay extra for that. But yeah, as the being coated for, in gold thing was, was for a interesting. golden shower. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> I wasn't. I didn't know if I should bring up golden showers, but yes, there it was definitely a golden shower. I mean, I don't know the the covered in gold thing. We've seen that a bunch, I guess, to an extent in in a lot of these stories. You know, people can spit gold or hmm. gold falls out of their mouth. Oh, or, yeah, yeah. yeah, 
Well, that's I mean, I mean really, you can spend that. A governed gold just might be gold vestments, gold clothing. I I don't know. Mm. But if, by the way, any of our listeners have found parts of this story to be familiar, ATU type 480, which we've seen before, it's called the Kind and Unkind Girls. And the last time we saw it was Three Little Men in the Woods, which had a very similar vibe to this yep. story, which is there's a good girl that goes out. She finds, speaking of spitting gold, that was from that story. Right. You're right. One girl, you know, the kind girl goes out, finds the three men in the woods. They reward her with, she can spit gold. And then the lazy one goes out and is looking lazy. for the same reward, <laughs> looking for the same reward, but by not being industrious, Toad's leap from her mouth instead of gold or or what have you but, moral of the story <laughs> yeah i guess i mean the, and, and similar to what we were talking about the last time the moral of the story then is she's pretty because she's industrious i guess you will get rewarded for good behavior and punished for impish lazy behavior mm. it's it is interesting that it, it defines them as or it, it describes them as as pretty and as ugly uh, but they don't necessarily have anything to do with their their characteristics or fate. We were talking uh, a couple again a couple weeks ago about Cinderella, and that was a it seemed to be a rare one where the unkind sisters were super hot. Yeah, I remember bringing that up. And you brought up that the Disney kind of film changed the the their appearance to be ugly and brutish. Or or whatever the, you know it's 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 much more delineated. I yeah. guess. Speaking of Cinderella, so okay. that very meta part in in the beginning when it's describing this this home setup, it literally describes her as the Cinderella of the house, which yeah. is a reference to one of their own written tales about six previous. One of their own tales, but a tale that everyone knew. Clear. I mean, Cinderella. Yeah, so, I mean, we had talked about that. Cinderella has been going around the world for two thousand right. years. That's that's what I was assuming. Is that it's it, it was already a, a a turn of phrase. Speaking of famous characters, Mother Holla, Hulda Holla, Holly Holla. We'll we'll say Holla. So this woman, this goddess, uh, in Northern Europe was. The supreme goddess predating Odin and Thor. Yeah, and she just goes way back. Top of the pantheon over there. And I have never heard of her. Yeah, same. I was very surprised to find that she was, a, you know, sort of representative of this very revered godlike figure. In what I was reading, she has comparisons drawn to all different later gods, uh, Diana. Yeah, she was symbolic of a lot of different sort of aspects, specifically sort of maternal ones. I don't know if it's just because you and I are in North America and maybe it's more way more known if you go to 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 Berlin. But I had never heard of I had never heard of this person. And then and there was just so much, so much to talk about. So right. many people that absolutely knew who she was and knew this story like this specific goddess uh, Hala is lives at the bottom of the well y you go through the well to get up to heaven or whatever yeah. their version of heaven not Valhalla exactly but like their version of it and then she is the one that taught Germans how to make linen from flax which yeah yeah flax <laughs> is wildly important in the, all these the stories, grandmother of spinning yeah. <laughs> exactly and it was the goddess who children went to when they if they died as infants yeah. And also the person that made it snow. 
Yeah. So that was another reference with the um, what she was particular about with making the bed is that she wanted to be made, you know, very, very fit and very neat, but also like shake it out vigorously until the feathers fly. And at one point she specifically says for then it will snow upon the earth. That was where I saw someone compared her to Thor, which is not snow, but, you know, like the 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 rains, the weather. Yeah. A weather goddess. <laughs> like also did some other shit and it was just such an offhand comment about she's the one that makes it snow and that's where snow comes from yeah that's where snow comes from is if if you're if you're an industrious girl and very pretty (laughs) and you fall down a well and clearly die like she lost her senses and fell down a well and no one went looking for her and then she woke up and spent a decade in a beautiful pastoral area with the with the goddess that dead children go to right there's a lot more levels that Grimm's original readers of this would have <laughs> like oh yeah jesus like why are you even writing this down everyone knows this is this is the kind of low-hanging fruit jacob <laughs> someday two dumbasses in america <laughs> so that was the thing is have a sorry. timely podcast <laughs> about 200 year old stories you were yeah so i i'm actually i'm i'm glad that i didn't know really any any of the history of of mother Halla until after the first couple times i'd read this Mm -hmm. because i read it and i had all these notes like did she just die in the what like did she just drown and this is heaven yeah and like i had all these questions like this is this is a straight is this like a metaphor for purgatory or heaven or some kind of afterlife I uh, what's with the feathers flying? What is why is she saying it'll make it snow on Earth? Like she keeps referencing on Earth or up above at, on Earth. And I was like, is this is this another world, another realm? I immediately thought of our mother's child. Yes, exactly. Which was yeah. our same question was, did Mary just murder this girl and take her to yeah. heaven? <laughs> and she's in heaven now. So, yeah. So then like so reading afterwards and seeing all these connections about how you know, like she makes it snow. She lives at the bottom of a well, which is heaven. And I was like, oh. All right, they, they. I think she did drown. Yeah, <laughs> then, which, which makes it even funnier that she comes. But she comes back covered in gold, and the stepmother's like, "Go get some of that. Go, 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 kill yourself in the well." <laughs> yeah, you know what? Ugly stuff. Get on it. She came back to life. <laughs> what are you doing with your life? You're sitting around <laughs> here covered in grit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's I, there's direct connotations to sort of a lot of the origins of sort of the 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 myth and legend around witchcraft. Yeah, the the church based a lot of their their witchcraft shit apparently on worshiping this woman and the ideas behind it especially the the woman female empowerment ideas which is just unsurprising maybe that's why spinning has such a bad name yeah (laughs) (laughs) she's also the goddess of the wild hunt which apparently is a really big northern thing i don't know if you know anything about the wild hunt i don't and i did this i didn't come across this uh, specifically the wild hunt is a kind of a, a folklore motif occurring across a bunch of northern cultures they involve a chase led by a mythological figure uh in this case a lot of times it's mother mother Hala, and escorted by a big army of ghosts and ghouls and things like that and they're all hunting huh. a a non-identified lost soul or spirit and it's usually yeah it's usually the souls of dead the dead or ghostly dogs fairies valkyries and mm. elves and things like that and if you saw the wild hunt so it would be off in the sky and stuff if you if you happen to be wandering through the woods and you saw the wild hunt then it was a 
a much more ominous version of a black cat. I was going to say, is that a good omen or a bad omen? It's a very bad <laughs> omen. But uh, sounds very uh, All Hallows Eve ish. You didn't. You didn't want to see the, these people. You didn't want to see them on the hunt. That meant something. Some something shit was about to go down. Mm. <laughs> Do you have any more notes? The only one I had was um, when she comes across the the bread oven in the middle of the meadow, which <laughs> she also doesn't question at all. No, she she goes to take the bread out and she uses the bread shovel. <laughs> I don't know why I thought that was funny. I just thought bread shovel was hilarious. Solid. It's a solid tool. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know why the bread talks. I mean, we're we're in the middle of it. We're in. Well, we're, we're, we're in heaven. Into, we're in heaven. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and we've seen a f- bunch of other fucking things talk and chit chat. But yeah, I don't have any more notes. I do have not exactly a Hollywood pitch, but I can I can go through that if you are without further thoughts. Lay it on me. Okay, not a film. This pitch is going to be made to the good people at the Capitol Records building. I would love to make a concept record out of this and kind of set up the way I think I think I could do it the way the soundtrack for the Labyrinth movie was. I don't know if you remember that. I do. We actually watched it pretty recently. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, I'm so excited for when the kid is old enough to (laughs) to watch that. You know, it's you know, what's funny is we just started season four of Stranger Things and uh, we were in the in the first episode, this um, the episode where um, Eddie's running the end of his campaign. I, uh the D campaign oh you haven't okay. watched it all right no no but by all means anyway so yeah so it, it's a it's a long-haired kind of uh burnout high school kid um likable character but you know very uh very goofy and he's the the local high school dungeon master for their D group and this is 1989 87 sure. 86 you know uh mass hysteria around D. and my oldest pauses it and goes why is he giving me vibes of um, what's his name? The Goblin King in, in Labyrinth. And I was like, <laughs> that's an interesting uh, comparison. So yeah, they, they actually requested every once in a while. It's a, it's a good time. It's a, and it's a fantastic soundtrack. Um, it so is. Six kind of rock pop tunes intermixed with instrumental and orchestral songs. If I'm not writing it, I would just give it to Danny Elfman. Bowie's dead, unfortunately, <laughs> but uh, he is. And then, yeah, yeah. Wait, what? Danny Elfman's dead? No, Bowie's dead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Danny Elfman's not dead. Danny Elfman's doing just fine. But I, I would give it to Danny Elfman. Yeah. And then he and I and Burton could make a movie out of it mm. somehow. I think you could do two two sides of the album for each, uh, the kind and the unkind girl. One more bright and positive and uh, the other with some of the same beats, but darker. So a mm. little melancholy in the infinite sadness vibe as well. But um, like some reprises. Little reprises. We start the record with The Wild Hunt as a bit of an overture. Mm-hmm. Go to a song called The Dying Child, Bloody Fingers, Down the Well, uh, The Golden Apple, or some something with apples and bread. Mm. <laughs> and then uh, a song about Mother uh, Hala called The Dark Grandmother, and finally The Golden Child. So that's seven songs. Then the dark side starts with The Jealous Girl, False Sacrifice, Up the Well and Through the Sky, The Poison Apple. To annoy a goddess, and finally the girl in black. It's Thirteen songs, I think, might make for a neat record. I think those are those are great titles. I like that. Yeah, I'm good at writing song titles, and I, I build all my songs around after if I think of a good title. I don't know if that's the way most <laughs> people do it, but probably that's not. the way that's the way Baby Midnight does it, baby. <laughs> nice. I yeah. If, if I got one song out of that, I'd be really happy. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. I think I'd, I'd have fun. Sweet. 
that is all I have, though. Yeah, same here. Okay, well then, let's call this the end of uh, story number 24, Mother Hollow. Sleep tight, and we'll see you next time. See you next time.